Welcome to the best of season three on Resilient Entrepreneurs Podcast with Two for One. Remember to subscribe. It could change your life. Episode 46, Carl Schwantes. I think resilience is not about trying to avoid stress as much as we all try to on some level. I don't think it's about avoiding stress because stress is uh, everywhere. And stress can actually be a good thing if you harness it and use it in the right way. For me, resilience is about the internal dialogue that you have with yourself about what that stress means. So, you know, someone once said to me that your mind can be a scary place. You should never go there alone. And and it's 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 really about, well, what does that inner voice t- mean? You know, because sometimes it can be very unforgiving. Uh, oh, you stuffed that one up. Oh, this or that or whatever. And it's like, well, being able to listen to that voice and realize that that voice isn't you uh, and how can you turn that and reframe that so that it becomes something that's positive and that you can show kindness and compassion to yourself through that inner voice? And and just making sure that what you're seeing, you're not interpreting in a way that's harmful or negative. Episode 45, Dr. Aisha Peets talbot When it comes to health, you want to be eating right, number one, moving right. So that's having some sort of exercise, sleeping right. So this could be the top three. And there's ones we all heard about, but I like to take it a little bit further. You want to make sure that all your nutrients are right. So this is micronutrients. These are vitamins and minerals. Like there's so many deficiencies for us now and people don't have that on their radar. So that's really big. And then lastly is make sure your hormones are right. Um, And that's hormones for male and female. So male really notice i know everybody's thinking testosterone estrogen progesterone those are those are the big ones but i'm also thinking thyroid i'm thinking adrenal hormones as well you want to make sure all of that is working really well and if you're taking current you've got all those five things like nailed then likely you're doing really really good and your health is really really you know those things you're focusing on those things then things are probably doing really good Episode 49, Judy Wilkins-Smith. What it's doing is it's breaking the generational spell. And I always say to people, be very careful. We say that there is not magic and we're not witches and warlocks and magicians. Your words matter. They cast the spell and the person either buys it or doesn't. And if you buy it, you're going to get locked in. And if we're looking at money, it's the same. If you watch people, you will hear them say, oh, I've got enough to get by. Only greedy people have money. It's for liars, cheats, and thieves. Well, in your case, this is probably true. Because if that's the only way you can see it, that's all that can show up for you. It's breaking a multi-generational cycle, but there's wisdom even in that cycle. Episode 52, Shanali Rajaratnam. We're really spending so much time at work. It's important that we have, again, self-care is more considered more feminine uh, aspect of things. But is it really feminine? It's something that it belongs to everyone. Even talking about how you feel when you're tired, stressed out, you don't have to hold it in just because you're a man. You can talk about it. You should be able to talk about it, express. Um, These are not, I would say... um, exclusive to any any uh, uh, sex, whether you're a male or a female. Uh, 
it's a human component of feeling with the when you're frustrated with the you want to cry i mean not that you should be crying at work <laughs> but i'm saying it's okay to embrace these components of who you are episode 68 megan gluth bohan some failures we have we have no one to blame but ourselves it would have been very easy for me to look at my life and say this happened to me i had no choice i'm going to stay in this stuck place and sort of to your your question and your point Vicky like that feels easy and comforting sometimes especially when we don't know our way out i think that's why people get stuck most often is that we don't know how to get out and we don't know how to ask for help and so it's a lot easier to stay stuck which is then again made more difficult when you do want to get out and you realize that part of getting out means that you have to acknowledge another set of failures that belong to you and so that's hard i think people avoid that and i think that's why they stay stuck I don't judge that because I've been there. I I know what that feels like to do that. But I will say that life is far more rewarding um, if you can move through that. Episode 50, Russell Harvey. But the thing is most common uh, in the feedback is the type of conversation I have with you, Russell, is unique. I don't talk to anybody else in my life the way in which we talk to each other. So I think it is actually generally what goes on in a coaching conversation. It's the fact that somebody is getting a very different, better form of support and positive challenge in that conversation. It's highly independent. It's one of the ethics of coaching is that you need to make sure that you uh, hold all of your clients in unconditional positive regard. So the lack of judgment there is in a coaching conversation it's really free although that is absolutely my intention is that people can can say and do and think what they need to and it's okay it's all right then it's about actually how useful are these thoughts and what you're saying what they're doing how are they benefiting you how are they not benefiting you episode 70 aziz musa at some point in my career i realized that knowledge is only one element of the path to success a, a rather large element is being able to understand and control your emotions and make decisions in in times of difficulty and i struggled with that a lot i was very hot headed i was very spontaneous um almost impetuous and I, i think i recognized that relatively i had a great boss who pointed it out to me and said you're doing a great job like you can carry on like this but if you want to grow i suggest you go and speak to somebody and I, uh, since then I, and i did always thought okay so i can get to like 98% of my capability but unlocking that last 2% is inside here inside my brain somewhere and i need to unpick that and so i spent a lot of time with various therapists talking about different things really understanding myself and my own reactions to things um resilience is partly a mindset and partly experience episode 51 Maureen Falby what i'm interested in is making stuff happen and getting off of our excuses and moving into action not letting fear be the guide i just don't know that we need to spend 20 years talking about something i think that we try stuff and be willing to fail and we practice being courageous and cultivating confidence but if we wait until we're ready I don't know what that means. I think it's too long. I think it's too late. So I just started thinking about that. I'm like, is it easier said than done? I think it's easier done than said. That was a quote. Who did I steal that from? Thomas Edison who Oh no, no, no. 
Ralph Waldo Emerson said, do the thing and you'll have the power. And so I was like, oh yes, someone else feels the same way I do, but let's just start doing things um, and let's move into action instead of conversation. Episode 53, Dr. Drayvon James. In the book, I, and I start off by telling people that probably I'm not the first thing people would think of when they think of freedom. I'm a woman and I'm an African-American in America, right? But freedom is a choice and it comes with sacrifice. It means that you must first decide that you will sacrifice certain maybe popular views, right? The view we're talking about entrepreneurship, the view that quitting is 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 okay, or the the view that you know maybe certain people shouldn't do certain things, right? You're free to believe and think anything that you want to believe and think. Right? That means you have to sacrifice following sometimes the party line, right? You have to say, "I choose this." Right? It comes with sacrifice. Episode fifty-four, LaShawn Smith. I believe as we continue to move forward, if you do not have a business rooted in values that, and here's the the punchline, that you're willing to go out of business to protect, you are going to have a really hard time acquiring and retaining customers. Because increasingly, you know, whether someone may say it's a purpose-driven business or it's just a great kind of branded business, most people aren't going to say Nike is a purpose-driven business, but the promise is very clear. The values are very clear. They are largely trying to make everyone, the everyday person, feel like an athlete. Um, and and I'm, I'm paraphrasing their words, but it's very clear the journey and the mission that they're on. And trust is is easy to lose. But I believe that if you don't truly lean and start there, you can easily get distracted with so many things. And I, working in early stage software products in small companies, big companies, I, I naturally found myself in meetings with brand consultants and folks who were kind of developing identities. And I was like, oh, goodness, this is so critical to the rest of the decision making. If you don't figure out what you stand for, and I'm not just saying like culture posters that you put in the hallway at your office, but like what you deeply stand for, everything else is harder. The website is harder. The product is harder. Your go to market is harder. Your comfort, like everything is just harder. And so it's like, why not invest the appropriate time and money up front? So it's almost like the teenage years, you got to figure out who you are, your identity, and everything else, I just think, uh, becomes a much easier decision process once you have that articulated. Episode 58, Livia Genby. Your business is your baby, right? And you want to take care of your kids. So in order for you to take care of your kids, you got to be taken care of as well. And that's the same. It's the same from furry kids to human kids to your business kid. I think we've had this culture for so long about the hustle, the hustle, the hustle, the hustle. And I think that has done a disservice for us as entrepreneurs. I think we need to start to look at as we need time for us. And then we also need to have that other time to hustle. There needs to be a balance and making sure that we come first, because if you don't, you're going to do things that are going to be really negatively benefit for your business. You're going to hate your business. You're not going to be excited what you want to do. And you may want to close your business down and stop being an entrepreneur. But that's a disservice because you as an entrepreneur, if you are driven to be that person, that means that you've got something that's meant to change the world in a positive way, right? It's you are been given that gift to do that, either whatever product or service you're putting out there. So it's ensuring that you are taken care of 
so you can make sure that gift goes out to the world to really help people in a positive way. Episode 47, Denise Carnahan. One day I said to my husband, I think I'll take a tour to Africa, a tour group to Kenya and show them my, and I call it my Africa because that's what it feels like to me. And he said to me, that's great. I've been telling you that, you know, but anyway, so I don't know anything about taking tours or the tourism, anything at all. He said, we don't need to. Just create an itinerary of all the wonderful places and that that you go to and put it out on your Facebook. So I did. And I just literally put a post up on Facebook, my private Facebook page saying, hey, I'm thinking of taking a tour group. I'll take eight people max. Um, If you're interested, send me an email. The next morning, I had 52 emails. Episode 48, Davida O'Brien. I feel it within me that this journey is worth it. I feel like it's going to be something more than I can expect. The conversations that I have with people, when they taste it, when they, or they're just talking about it, it really motivates me to just keep going because now I feel like I'm not doing it just for me or my son, which is something I would like to hand on for him. I feel like I'm doing it for everybody now, right? Because everybody's like, well, when is it coming out? I can't wait. I don't drink. I want to have something like this. And now I feel like, okay, now I have to get it done. Episode 64, Giuseppe Grammatico. No one wants to own a business, I think. Maybe I'm wrong by that. I think they don't want to own a business because a business is a risk. It's a lot of work. I had black hair prior to starting and and you can see the whites. I think they need a business. And I think the business is the vehicle. And that to me is the minor stuff. What's the vehicle? Is it a franchise? Are you a consultant? Are you a a startup? Do you own a gas station? To me, these are the various vehicles and you can own them all. I invest in the stock market. I don't invest in real estate. You you pick and choose what you're comfortable at, kind of like what uh, uh, Warren Buffett talks about. So you do what you know, you you, you stick with it. And I think good things will happen at the end of the day. So that's kind of basic, but it comes down to the basic. Episode 55, Rana Salman. It's a gift to land an appointment with a buyer, with a prospect, even if they end up not buying from you. They are taking that time with you. Time is finite, right? That is the only thing I can't get back. And when I have an executive saying, Yes, out of all of the salespeople that have reached out to me, Reina, I want to meet with you. That is a gift that we need to make sure that it is that we are not taking it for granted. And the way we show up matters. And when you talk about respect, that includes first impression matters. That includes, do you have an agenda? Do you have, what about your artificial communication? The way you show up, your attire, are you sending the message that is saying, I am here to help you. I have taken a time to address in a professional manner to show you that I am here to help you. Another thing is your attitude, right? People want to buy from people that have positive attitude. There's research around how attitude impacts our performance, but it also impacts other people's performance. It's contagious. So how are you showing up through these Zoom calls with a problem-solving mindset and helping your buyers and respecting their time and adding value? Episode 62, Anise Haddad. And what we're facing today is like this constant onslaught of change, where it's no longer resilience of, okay, here comes the big wave. Let me steal myself and get through it. Ah, okay, I'm through the wave. Because there's another wave. So it's more a sense of surfing the waves rather than constantly (laughs) being battered by them. 
So resilience for me has, a, it feels like, I know it has that sense as well, both senses that I just described, but I think most people use resilience in that first manner is I, I need to bounce back from something bad that's happening. Um, and, and my angle is maybe it's not bad. Maybe it's just the way we're living. Maybe it's just life and we're just going through that. And uh, I don't know what word to use on that. Resilience is it's the word that's there. Episode 59, Jill K. Thomas. I would say the ability to pivot. As an entrepreneur, you have to learn how to say, oh my gosh, there's no customers buying this product. Maybe I should pivot and offer something that more people are interested in. The ability to make adjustments and changes when you need to, but also not seeing, you know, like we talked about in July, not seeing the July slowdown is an indication that you're supposed to stop oh my God, God doesn't want me to do this business because she hasn't sent me any clients, right? That's not that's not what it means. It means maybe you need to make some adjustments to your messaging. Maybe you need to do 10 times as much messaging as you're actually doing, which is quite frankly, usually what's going on. Or maybe you need to adjust your prices or maybe what you're doing isn't resonating with the public or the public who wants your message isn't able to find it. There's usually something you need to do, but resilience really means just the ability to understand that there's more going on here and saying, look, I'm not stopping because the indications are, are that it's not working. I'm just going to make adjustments to figure out what does work. Episode 60, Eugenia Ogonova. Instead of doing all the things, this is part of why so many people burn out and never get to six figures even because they're trying to do all the things and the things scrolling through their Facebook feed with the little $27 course on this and on that and on that. And then they think they need to be an Instagram star with perfect pictures. And then they need to have this amazing website and a 20 step funnel. And then on top of it to have a low ticket course and then all these freebies every week. And you don't need any of it. You just need you. You need confidence and you need understanding of what is the expertise? What are you doing? Who is this for? What is your methodology? How to package that and then go talk about it. Episode 66, Ben Kirk. The number one success habit that I've seen is this ability to do a weekly review. Not just that, we can do the daily review as well, our daily planning and our evening wind down routine and planning and reflection. But the weekly is that sort of minimum viable, viable dose that they need to do a weekly review of what worked this week and what lessons are we going to take and apply to the week after. And that's what it all comes down to. And, and then the accountability side, well, that's precisely what I do. Episode 71, Max Lewis. And that's what I see a lot of is those two things, that combo, like, hey, they're talking to the wrong person, disempowering, not helping them, doesn't have the right advice, and B, they're deer in the headlights, they're just frozen. And they start talking to themselves and then they start disempowering themselves. I have this amazing idea. Well, it's not going to work because of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or he'll never want to do business with me or she'll never want to. And it, you talk yourself out of it before you gave it even a shot at coming to reality, bringing your idea or your dream to fruition. You have to break through that wall and just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Right? You ever seen someone try to get into a really cold pool and they dip their toe and they say, oh, my God, it's so cold. And they do it another. Oh, my goodness. No way. Oh. And they walk away and they come back. Well, no. Or, or they get in there halfway. And every time the water, you get, oh, oh, my God, it's freezing. And then you see the other guy come and jump in the deep end. And he's like, oh, oh actually, it's not that bad because your body gets used to it immediately. Right. So it's like 
just jump in and stop overthinking it. And it's painless. Episode 57, Tom Jacobs. I love it. What's AI? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, haven't heard of it in the last six months. So I love AI. And it's one, it's not going to come back and it's not going to kill us all. It's not that smart, I don't think. But what it enables us to do is do things a lot faster. And so you, you combine a human with an AI, and now you can take your productivity and just like 10x it almost like overnight. In the sales process, I see AI in that initial follow-up process to get somebody booked for an appointment. So really good uses. I'm testing that out with uh, some, some of my, my own stuff. Uh, to see how well it books and interacts with the, and it's just chat, it's not voice. So how does it interact? Does it ask the right questions and and learn uh, along the way? So that is one aspect that's really cool. And then content as well as is, is the other that people are using quite a bit. I don't suggest that. Episode 63, Josh Krokoff. Touch on this. The problem that so many businesses uh, face is that they, they don't, see email as its own thing. They really do see it as like, oh, it's one of many marketing channels. And so they sort of treat it the same and they kind of like put out a general branding message or a general advertisement um, as if they're talking in a megaphone. And that's not what it is. It's a one-on-one -on -one channel. <clears throat> so what's cool is you can build a relationship with the people on your email list. And you do that through I would say two things. One is what I would call a personality-based email marketing, where you do write emails that come from you as a person, um, and you are not afraid to share things and like and and just talk like you know, write like you talk and have this sort of conversational tone to your emails and even invite responses. Episode sixty-one, Devo Tyndall. I realize that my resource, my time, my energy is a resource and is a commodity that I'm trading. And every time I interact with somebody, I'm either having a positive interaction or a not so positive interaction. I actively seek out positive engagements now with people. I, I actively seek out positive clients that I know that I will bend over backwards for them because they're part of the process and the solution too. Instead of, I had a couple of clients early in my business where I hired them because it was all this money. And I'm like, oh my God, I made it. I, I just literally signed a half a million deal with this client. And then she started asking me to promote all these things on social media that I philosophically do not agree with. And I can't get behind that. And I'm not asking you to judge me by my opinions. I'm just saying, if it's my business and my life. So if I'm going to support this and exchange my resource for that, I'm going to be empowered by it. And I need to be behind you because if I'm behind you, I'm really fucking good at what I do. And if I believe in you and you believe in me, dude, we can go to the stars. I shifted my mindset around that. And so once I sorted that out and started realizing I'm actually hiring clients just as they are hiring me. Episode 65, Adironka Badamosi Wilson. Even though I came up with the idea of the calendar in early 2023, it wasn't printed until October 2023. And that's because I had already picked out the images. I took the time over the summer to write the blog posts. Uh, I had done everything, but then I stopped because I had to get past my nervousness and my anxiety around producing the calendar. 
And well, well, what if nobody buys it? What if people think I'm crazy? What like get, getting past the doubt within myself about something that was so personal to me that this is my art. And while I am a consultant and have been in communications my whole life and I can get my client out there and noticed and talked about to do it for myself. And I've always been, for the most part, on the other side, on the other side. It's always easy to just, like get somebody else ready, but then to get myself ready mentally. So I would definitely say giving yourself time to then push forward, but then being committed to it, being forthright in, in your delivery and your belief in yourself and get past the fact that not everybody's going to like your art in this case. Episode 67, Zachary Layden. Now, the other awful thing that happened the first time was I hired a guide that was supposed to get us through this because I, I didn't know the train well enough. I'm good at land navigation, but I wanted somebody who was skilled this train. And he was, he said, great, I'm going to be there. The day the children showed up to the spot, he was nowhere to be found. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So, so that was uh, chaos in itself. Again, what do you do? Do you close down? I was like, okay, here's a map. Here's a protractor and here's a compass. I'm going to also teach you kids how to do land navigation. <laughs> this is all a part of it. Surprise. And um, it turned out so well, the camp called me and they said, this was the best camp that any of these kids have ever been on. It was amazing. They had no idea how many like fake it till you make it moments that I had to go through to, to create this, this perfect experience for them. Uh, and it went well. Again, doing it now compared to doing it when I first started, obviously I have all the systems in place. I'm doing it all by the book of, of, of my curriculum that I've built, but I didn't have any of that back then. I was just shooting from the hip. And if I didn't, if I didn't say, yes, we got it, let's put it together. If I called off that first one, they would have asked for a refund for all of them, I'm sure, because it would have been unstructured and unorganized. Like, if I didn't do the fake until I make it, I never would have made it to this point where I'm now, I just bought a multi-million dollar horse facility in San Francisco. Episode 73, Faisal Abid. It's being pragmatic. I think when you're dealing with risk, there is... Smart risk and there's stupid risk. Stupid risk is I'm going to leave all my job, go massively into debt for this business. And that's like playing, going to Las Vegas and playing the casino. Technically, there is a one in a trillion chance I could take out all my savings, put it on red, win it, and I'm a multimillionaire, $50 million in my bank. There's a 99.999% chance that's not going to happen. And so I tell entrepreneurs, it's like this. You're playing a game. Business is a game. And it's an arcade machine. And you have a bunch of quarters. And the more quarters you have, the better you'll get at the game and the higher chance you are to win it. That win could be anything. That win is defined differently for everyone. Maybe for someone that win is, I want $10,000 in salary every month and I've won the game. For someone else, maybe that win is I want to take my company to IPO. But the main fundamentals are you need to have enough quarters to keep playing the game. And so I've always thought of it as this is an arcade machine. And, and you, you lose all the time on an arcade machine, like most of the time. But every time you play the game, you get better. And so that's how I have done operated and I continue to operate where, cool, I'm getting better at this. 
okay, no, this didn't work out. And sometimes it doesn't mean the whole business fails. It's like, like just learning Google Ads. I don't come from a marketing background, but I learned Google Ads and I did an excellent job to grow Irene this far to a point where we now can hire a digital marketing manager that can run our Google Ads. And most months I did not know what the hell I was doing and we wasted a lot of money. But every time we wasted money, I learned why it was a waste and we kept playing. So it's about playing that arcade machine. Episode 72, Andrew Olson. Uh, you're put on this earth with, with one body and one soul and whatever and one brain. So you can either try to change what you have or you can learn how to effectively work the machine. You can grind your gears for a long time trying to be someone else and trying to do something that you're simply just not meant to be doing and not enjoying. Or you can really learn what you're good at and you can learn uh, how to actually like navigate things with what you've been given. So I think being resilient is just uh, make sure you keep that in mind and also not giving up. You're going to probably fail more than you succeed. I know that I've failed t- for every one thing that I've done right. I've messed up a hundred times. For every one good business, there's been five others that have lost money. So if you look at losses and fails more of a learning experience than an actual loss, uh, you'll never lose again. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Resilient Entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoyed hearing from our amazing guest and learned something new about resilience and entrepreneurship. Remember, resilience isn't just a trait. It's a skill that can be learned and developed. And if you want to stay connected with us and hear more inspiring stories, be sure to hit that subscribe button and follow us on social media. And if you know somebody who's a resilient entrepreneur and would be a great guest on our show, we want to hear from you. Please reach out. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode of Resilient Entrepreneurs.